The views expressed in this program are those of the participants. Who are you? The less you know, the better. But you know what happened to me, how? Because I was with you. I don't expect you to remember. Not after what they did. I was lucky I escaped. Escaped from where? The ship. I was on a ship. Which is why I was found at sea. Whose ship? It's a survey vessel. At least that's what they claimed. But I saw weapons on board. Pretty sure it was an attack ship. So it was military? It must have been. I mean, why else would they keep it on the dark side of the moon where our scientists can't see it? Excuse me? You know, they look like us now. That's why they took you, to copy your skin. So when you say ship, you mean spaceship? We'll be defenseless when the invasion comes. We have to find a way to warn people. You can tell people you were on TV. No, I'll, I'll warn them. I'll, um... Tell me again, how did you get my phone number? I work for the phone company. Of course you do. So, what happened? I really don't want to talk about it. But talk about it we will on this Thursday, August 3rd, 2023 edition of Just Right. Broadcasting around the world and online. I'm Bob Metz, and you are invited to join us for an hour of discussion that's not right wing, it's Just Right. Oh my, what I have been enduring on the epistemological battlefront of an issue that I didn't expect to be discussing again for at least a few more months. Of course, I'm talking about the whole UFO controversy spurred on by the official hearings on the topic that have taken place before the U.S. Congress over the past week or so. And that controversy ranges from the belief that the whole UFO narrative is pure BS from top to bottom, to a belief that UFOs are evidence of extraterrestrial and interdimensional life, to a belief that what we are calling aliens are, in fact, demons, to a belief that the whole UFO narrative is one big psyop preparing for a false flag alien invasion, and much, much more. Now, although we can't ignore the obvious, our conversation today is really less about the UFOs and aliens themselves than it is a conversation about the conversation about UFOs and aliens. You know, I've watched so many testimonies and narratives from very credible and authoritative people who insist the humans have established a moon base on the far side of the moon to those who insist that man has never landed on the moon and that, yes, the earth is flat. There are others who say that we have conquered anti-gravity propulsion years ago and that we are forming alliances with alien species and traveling back and forth from earth to the moons of Jupiter with regularity. And I have dozens of recordings of podcasts and broadcasts tying every other current issue and crisis imaginable to the UFO phenomenon, from the war in Ukraine to COVID, human trafficking, the book of Genesis in the Bible, to the formation of the central bank, to the vaccine scam, and of course, transhumanism. And oh yes, 
the stolen election, and the establishment of Space Force. And very important, none of these narratives is being espoused by crazies, but by many of the very people who have called it right on so many other issues in the past. And here's the really creepy part. Most, though not all, of these narratives have some logic or evidence behind them, which creates another interesting contrast in the debate. Those who argue that the UFO narrative is deeply tied to all of those issues just mentioned, or those who insist the UFO narrative is nothing more than a distraction from those very same issues. But through it all, I've discovered something very significant about the UFO and alien narrative that suddenly hit me over the past week like a ton of bricks. Like climate change, COVID, Putin, Russia, Ukraine, and gender issues, the UFO issue is highly divisive, and like all of the other issues mentioned, is divisive in a very unique and specific way. First, it cuts across traditional lines of alliances and interest groups. And there's one other very important and significant thing that all of these issues share in common, which is what makes all of them so effective at dividing people and causing unnecessary conflict. And that I will share with you immediately after our reminder that you can write us at feedback at justrightmedia.org. Hear us on WBCQ and on Channel 292 Shortwave. Follow and like us on your favorite podcast platform and visit us at justrightmedia.org where you can access all of our social media links, archive broadcasts, and the support button that makes it easy for you to support the show. Because as always... Your financial support is appreciated and is what makes this show possible. Now, here's the second thing that makes the issue cited so effective at dividing people. And think of this. Each of the issues in isolation, in isolation now, demands some kind of knowledge or expertise of that particular issue. For example, the science of climate change the science of viruses and vaccines, the science and medical knowledge behind transgender, the science, the physics, the metaphysics of the universe behind everything from UFOs to interdimensional space travel. But how many people actually have enough background or knowledge to at least understand the basic principles behind any one or all of those issues? Now, a century ago, the answer would have been most people. Today, in the woke culture, the answer is almost no one. So that leaves most people either relying on whomever they regard as the experts on a particular issue, having to do the research themselves, or simply ignoring all of them in order to maintain some kind of established blissful ignorance of their significance. And you can see what a divisive force that is. Because if people know very little about science, they know even less about politics and philosophy. And in an environment like that, the doors are open for political interests to tell us to follow the science when what we're really being forced to follow is the political path and direction to tyranny. And then, on top of all of that, many people have to deal with their own disbelief in accepting knowledge of government deception and corruption on a level that is simply beyond the average person's ability to appreciate. So I'm not too sure at this point just how many bizarre rabbit holes we can manage to get down over the course of today's show, but we've got a lot of territory to cover, and here to kick off the broader discussion is The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh, who on July 27 
couldn't understand the lack of a broader interest in this UFO hearing that has been going on. We begin five headlines exactly where you expected us to begin with the UFO hearings on Capitol Hill, the historic hearings, actually historic. In this case, they really are historic. Daily Wire reports lawmakers held an explosive hearing on Wednesday on the topic of UFOs and things got, well, weird. Appearing before the House Oversight Committee's National Security Subcommittee was David Grush, a former intelligence officer, along with two fighter pilots with firsthand unidentified aerial phenomenon experiences. Grush was the star, revealing an alleged top-secret multi-decade crash retrieval and reverse engineering program, only to be denied access and accusing the military of misappropriating funds. Grush dropped a bombshell about aircraft with non-human origins, complete with biologics recovered from these mysterious crafts. Lawmakers from both sides of the aisle are now scratching their heads, wondering how in the world or beyond it they should proceed with these astonishing claims. So we'll start here with Representative Nancy Mace questioning uh, Mr. Grush, and here's how that went. Watch. Do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Now, we're going to talk about that, but I want to play uh, all these clips before we talk. So here we have uh, witnesses talking about the technology and capabilities of the UFOs. And by the way, again, these are people who personally witnessed some of these uh, crafts and not only witnessed it, but we also have video of what they witnessed. This is a fair amount of evidence, uh, but here's what they say. They move essentially... um ways in which current technology or aircraft that we know of are unable to actually function or move. And so will you just, for the public record, again, once, once again, um, just uh, briefly uh, just either describe or note that aircraft that are being witnessed, particularly by the 30 folks that you're working with, are essentially outside the scope of anything that we know of today and the technology we have today. Mr. Graves, Mr. Fravor. Yes, uh, the objects that are being seen by commercial pilots are uh, performing maneuvers that are unexplainable due to our current understanding of our technology and our capabilities as a country. And that applies for the military as well. Mr. 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 Fever? Yeah, I concur with that. We have nothing that can stop in midair and go the other direction, nor do we have anything that can, like in our situation, come down from space, hang out for three hours, and go back up. Thank you. My last question, and, so, and sometimes you, I know that some, you have also said some of these answers in the past, but we're trying to get them on the public record as well, which is really important. Mr. Gresh, finally, do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs? Uh, absolutely based on interviewing uh, over 40 witnesses over four years. And, and, and where? I know the exact locations. Okay. So these are, so one thing we hear, the, the uh, people who want to dis, dismiss what Grush is saying, they'll, they'll claim, well, he didn't witness any of this. But of course, if he said he witnessed it, the same people will say, well, we don't trust him. I don't believe. So like, no matter what he said, it wouldn't make a difference to them. Uh, what you do have flanking him, though, on either side are people who did witness some things. And it's not like the, those who are skeptical of Grush and say he did witness it. It's not like they are listening to the other two and saying, well, I believe them. So, again, if you're starting from the position that all of this is somehow impossible or you refuse to believe it, then there is nothing anyone could ever say 
And there is no evidence anyone could ever present that you would find compelling. And there are a lot of people in that camp. And if you're in that camp, at least admit it. At least admit that it's just, rather than saying, I don't try the evidence, it's not enough evidence. No, <laughs> there is no evidence that you would find compelling. Because in this case, we have, we have videos, we have eyewitness testimony. We have, we have um, you know, uh, and, and it's eyewitness testimony from all kinds of different people. Right. Ex- actual expert eyewitness testimony. By expert, I don't mean expert in the sense that we hear trust the experts, but experts as in Navy pilots who understand how aircraft work. And they it's their whole job to go up and identify um, things that are happening in the sky and potential threats and all that. So like actual experts in that sense. We have those kinds of witnesses. We have lots of normal people who've seen things. So when you've got video, when you've got eye- eyewitness testimony, um, that's. It's evidence, and there's a lot of both of those things. Finally, have there been any uh, non-human technologies or, or you know, uh, uh, interactions that have caused harm to humans? That was a question that was asked, and let's let's hear. So there has been activity by by alien or non non-human technology and or beings that has caused harm to humans. Uh, I can't get into the specifics in a, an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed, and I have to be very careful here, because uh, you don't, you know, they tell you never to acknowledge tradecraft, right? So what I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing. Okay, now wanna, a few things here. First, if you cannot at least appreciate the fact that we're having this congressional hearing about non-human technology in the sky, then I don't know what to say. You know, there were a bunch of people on social media yesterday that I saw that were, that were saying this is all boring. It's boring. I'm so bored. My God, you dull nitwits. Really, this subject is boring? I've seen the subjects that you people find interesting, okay? I've seen the kinds of things that, that, that you people talk about for days on end. And this is boring to you? Compared to all the other things that are discussed on social media every day, this is what you find boring? You've got these right-wing pundits, I've seen plenty of them, who go on for days and days about the same damn thing, repeating the same talking points over and over again. Just an insatiable appetite for the most boring, mundane, dreary, useless conversation. And yet a congressional hearing where a witness testifies to the existence of non-human technology is boring? Even if you think it's all fake, by the way. You could, if, if you think it's all fake, it's still not boring. Like, it's interesting. Okay, It's Either way, this is easily the most interesting thing that's happened in Washington, D.C., maybe since ever. So if what they're testifying to is true, that's fascinating. If this is all some kind of insane, elaborate ruse, that's also fascinating um, and certainly worth talking about. So the it's boring stuff, it blows my mind. I I just don't get it. I really don't. Okay, so then that raises the question of whether or not this is all fake. Like, it, it, And if it is, then why? And don't tell me it's a distraction technique. Don't tell me that. I've already addressed that many times. Okay, uh, you know what I'm going to say. The claim that all this is one big distraction, it's one big um, diversion, is simply nonsensical. Because first of all, it, it does not distract. Nobody cares 
They should, but they don't. So it is, it is, not, a, it, it is not a successful distraction technique. Why would they keep doing it to distract when it is actually not distracting anybody? Okay, this UFO hearing happened. It was trending sort of for a few hours on Twitter, and then it went away and no one talked about it anymore. So, and you're saying this is, they're doing all of this. This is one giant conspiracy to distract us. And what, the people that are doing, they don't notice that it's not working and they keep doing it? Second, as I've said many times, they don't need to make up aliens to distract us. We are already distracted. We already ignore most of the most important things happening in the world. We already move on from things at the speed of light. Uh, We have the attention spans of plankton already. And third, if the government would use aliens to distract us, why did they deny all of this for decades? There was plenty that they would have wanted to distract us from in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s and 2000s and 2010s. And yet they denied, 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 denied. And, and, and then just out of nowhere, they decided to start uh, distracting us with this. Even though it's not distracting. But it should. That brings me to my next point, which is that if your skepticism of government is informing your view on this stuff, which I understand then that should cause you to take the UFO subject more seriously, not less. The government has officially denied all of this forever, and they still do. These are whistleblowers who are coming out, okay? These these are, um, and it's only a few of them. The predominant government narrative since forever, recent history has shown us many examples of things that were dismissed as conspiracy conspiracy theories and crazy and not even worth thinking about. Um, and then they turn out to be true. So what does all this mean? It means, first of all, this is interesting. And, I, and if, you're, if you don't find it interesting, you should. You're just wrong. You're wrong to not find it interesting. It's like objectively wrong. And uh, what is it? What is it? What does it actually mean? Like, what, what are the origins of these uh, these things that are in the sky? I, I don't know exactly, but there, there is enough evidence at a minimum to say that like something is going on. Okay, um, these crafts that are in the sky that can do things that to us seem impossible that defy the laws of physics, like traveling at many hundreds of miles of an hour, an hour and then stopping on a dime in the middle of the air and changing direction, that sort of thing. Um, that is happening. There are things in the sky that are doing all of that. And what that means is that someone possesses that technology. And if you don't even want to consider the possibility that it could be otherworldly, then you're left with there are governments on Earth that have technology that defies the laws of physics as we understand it and are, and are eons ahead of us in their technological uh, capabilities. Which is also interesting if that's the case. It's not boring. Certainly not. I've often found that when people say they're bored or that something's not interesting, that this might be a defense mechanism intended to hide or disguise their lack of knowledge about the subject. Or, on the other hand, it could be to express their frustration about the subject because even if acknowledged or found to be interesting, well, what can they possibly do with the information that would measurably impact their lives? 
UFOs and aliens are not a distraction, quote-unquote, from anything in particular. Most aren't paying attention at all and aren't even aware of any UFO hearings, just as Tucker Carlson predicted in the audio bites featured on our last show on this topic back on May 25th. And it turns out he was right. Sadly, it appears that most people require a great deal of pain and discomfort before turning their attention to the cause of that pain and discomfort. Aliens, whatever their origin or nature, do not appear to have been a great threat in this regard. But rogue governments, on the other hand, planning false flag alien invasions to justify declaring a state of emergency, are a threat that is real and that is capable of causing a great deal of pain and discomfort. I look at it this way. Every distraction is a piece of evidence in the grander picture. Similarly, every omission of which you might be aware is also a piece of evidence in the grander picture. To call something a distraction because you're looking at it or are focused on it completely depends on context. Unless, of course, you're distracted to the point where nothing else that's objectively important attracts or distracts your attention from that thing. It also presumes, and this is important, that one's attention was on the correct issue from which one can argue that there has been a distraction. Does that make sense? Let's face it, if that's how you want to look at it, every separate topic or issue that anyone chooses to discuss at any given time could be viewed as a distraction from any of the others. UFOs distract from COVID. Ukraine distracts from the financial collapse. The Biden laptop scandal distracts from fighting climate change, etc., etc. Now, for a quick example of this principle in practice, here's X-22 on July 30th, letting us know what he thinks UFOs are a distraction from. But first, let's talk about this whole UFO thing, because remember, they had a trial or a hearing with this UFO whistleblower at the same time that they dropped the charges against Sam Bankman-Fried, the same time that the Hunter thing was going on, and you can see it's a complete and utter distraction. And what's very interesting is that 12 Ball on Twitter put this out and said, in 1954, while the CIA was engineering the banana coup, Guatemala's government announced it had learned of the plot. Coup headquarters in Florida sent a telegram to CIA's station in Guatemala with advice on suppressing the info. One strategy was to seed flying saucer stories in the press. What are they doing today? The same exact thing. The CIA is distracting with UFO stories, distracting what's happening with Sam Bankman-Fried, distracting what's happening with Biden, distracting what's happening with censorship, with FBI, Department of Justice, and the rest, distracting everyone. That's what they're trying to do. But is it working? No, because people are looking at this saying, okay, nothing happened there. Now let me go back to the real information and the real crimes and the people they're not paying attention to what the CIA is doing. So whatever they're doing, it is not working. And I do believe they're going to continue to try to do this as we move forward. They're going to try to have a distraction after distraction after distraction, which means there's going to be false flags coming up. Whatever the particular distraction and its associative issue, I take Matt Walsh's broader insights on distraction to heart. We are already distracted from the most important things that happen in the world. And for my part, I have a certain handicap when it comes to an issue like UFOs and aliens. 
I have no direct knowledge of or experience with any of the phenomenon being discussed, unlike Robert Vaughn, who reported two separate incidents of personal UFO sightings way back on Just Right 151 and 152 in May of 2010. Those two broadcasts were aired when the show was being aired live from CHRW FM in London, and so our excursion into UFOs was only a small part of each episode. The issue of UFOs never came up again on the show until over 11 years later in June of 2021, just right, 710 Alien Considerations About UFOs, an Epistemological Challenge, where our own focus on the subject was just as it is today. And at that time, our blog post read, quote, Whether aliens exist or not, discussions of this nature, while often frustrating, serve as Exhibit A in demonstrating how so many otherwise intelligent individuals refuse to apply known epistemological principles or even common sense to circumstances outside normal experience. In the case of aliens, quote-unquote, it is a conscious effort driven by a fear that deeply held beliefs may no longer correspond with reality. For our purposes, what makes the issue particularly fascinating are the public discussions surrounding UFOs, given the vacuum of knowledge inherent in the nature of the phenomenon. End quote. But in case anyone's forgotten, the real cause of our focus on UFOs in 2021, just two years ago, was because after decades of official denials about UFOs, the U.S. Pentagon was expected to publicly release what it knows about this phenomenon by the end of that month, June 2021. And the timing of such an announcement had many people scratching their heads, particularly given the political crisis in the U.S. and the global lockdowns at the time. And at the heart of the issue has been the release of photos and other data about sightings of UFOs that have been called Tic Tacs, owing to their shapes resembling the popular candy of the same name. You'll recall that. So here it is now two years later, and the same scenario is playing out once again, and the same questions are being asked, and the same pattern of logic and argument is being pursued. Remarkably, this is our second broadcast focused on UFOs this year, the first on May 25th, precipitated by Tucker Carlson, who just before his departure from Fox News made his views on UFOs publicly known, including his contention that the aliens don't come from space but from under the ocean. And interestingly, from that show's blog post, quote, Significantly, both UFO documentarian James Fox and Carlson and many others are convinced that UFOs are crafts driven by non-human intelligence and note that encounters with humans are on the increase, particularly around military nuclear facilities. This has led to the theory that UFOs are really military advances in technology, a theory which emerging evidence seems to refute entirely, end quote. Well, this time round, that theory appears to be reversing, that UFOs really are military advances in technology, and then I began to think that maybe we got it wrong last time. But no, this is no contradiction or paradox, according to one individual that both Robert Vaughn and I would consider a top authority on the UFO phenomenon if ever there was one. Dr. Stephen Greer, founder of the Disclosure Project, which can be searched and viewed online, and what you'll see and hear there are the people and arguments that matter. If you're looking for credibility and full disclosure on the UFO file, that's where you'll find it. 
first-hand reports from the most credible and varied sources you'll ever find. And the first part of the project was being disclosed way back in 2001. And from the website of the Disclosure Project, where you'll find the documentary of that event, I quote, on that historic Wednesday, May 9, 2001, over 20 military, intelligence, government, corporate, and scientific witnesses came forward at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. to establish the reality of UFOs or extraterrestrial vehicles, extraterrestrial life forms, and the resulting advanced energy and propulsion technologies. The weight of this first-hand testimony, along with supporting government documentation and other evidence, will establish without any doubt the reality of these phenomenon. End quote. And I should add to that that in addition to the 20 witnesses appearing in that documentary, there were hundreds of others all willing to swear under oath what they experienced and be completely open to any members of the media. Unfortunately, just as the news from the Disclosure Project was becoming more and more widely heard, there was another, pardon the term, distraction. 9-11. And all of a sudden, no one was talking aliens or ETs anymore. Move the clock forward to June 12, 2023, this year, and the next phase of the Disclosure Project was in full swing, about which I'll have more to say a bit later in the show, but about which Stephen Greer has more to say coming up next on this side of the bumper in his July 27 interview with Redacted's Clayton and Natalie Morris, while on the return side of the bumper, yet another fascinating and fun discussion about the UFO discussion itself in a return to our opening theme. Well, for the first time in history, a U.S. government whistleblower has testified before Congress that the United States government has in its possessions extraterrestrial beings, yes, non-human pilots, the bodies recovered from crashed UFOs. And while you watch this testimony that I'm about to show you, remember that it is a federal crime to lie under oath before Congress. It's very important for you to remember that and the very thing that could put Dr. Fauci behind bars for the rest of his life. Watch. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness, like how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Who in the government either, what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And, and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super. Thank you. And I yield back. My next guest is probably not surprised by any of this. His name is Dr. Stephen Greer. He leads the Disclosure Project, and he's authored multiple books on the subject. So he's known about this for decades. This might not come as new news to him. Dr. Greer, welcome back to the show. Good to see you. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. So when you were watching this this testimony, as we all were very closely, did you hear anything to your astute ears 
that surprised you, that stood out to you, something you'd not heard before, uh, stood out to you perhaps as new information? No, none of it was new. Of course, as most of you know, uh, I've been involved with this for over 30 years. And in fact, in the case of Mr. Grush, I had uh, met him uh, about uh, March of 19, uh, 2022 and had been providing him information as well as folks he works with um, uh, associated with the Senate Intelligence Committee and their investigators. And so um, I, I knew what he knew and the whistleblowers that he has um, because um, a lot of information that my group has, we've transferred over to these investigators. For example, we have over 700 primary whistleblowers. Uh, now, remember, Mr. Grush is a secondary, meaning he didn't actually handle the craft or the bodies. He spoke to people who had. So we have about uh, 700 folks like that. And we've been bringing them to D.C. through the skiff or Arrow in the Pentagon. I think that what what surprised me a little bit uh, that was unfortunate is the conflation or the lack of distinction between the man-made UAPs, which is actually the dominant phenomenon. Right. Uh, although that's the, not the, We should be clear. The reverse engineered craft that the United States black ops off the books projects have been reverse engineering these craft for decades. That's the predominant things that people are now seeing in the sky, but based on these alien craft originally. Correct. And there are actual extraterrestrial vehicles, ETVs as they're called. Uh, but I think that because of that lack of distinction, uh, uh, Amanda, I've met quite a bit with, uh, Congressman Burchett, you know, asked about uh, extraterrestrials harming or killing people. Those events that have been reported to Mr. Grush and others were actually done by human operations that are rogue and very criminal. So I think one of the complexities here that needs to get parsed out in future hearings that we're you know very much aware of, uh, and, and even briefings that happen in the SCIF, uh, is, is a distinction between what humans are doing and what is, let's call it, innate extraterrestrial activities. Now, I think the complexity of that is a barrier to its understanding. In other words, in 1991, I had a pretty senior intelligence official who was involved with this subject come to me. He says, if you tell the public the truth about this, the truth is less believable than the fiction we've been selling. So remember that in 1953, we have a document from the director of the CIA talking about the, quote, psychological warfare value of the UFO subject. There's a 1985 CIA document describing the psychological warfare value of their operations in Brazil and Argentina that have been in, uh, abducting and torturing civilians made to look like an alien event. So when uh, someone who's new to the subject, uh, like Mr. Grush, who's quite young, and, and some of these congressmen who are just learning about it, they don't have the information yet which is what we're trying to get to them, that you have to entertain two totally separate events going on, but they're copycat. So since, you know, if you look at the reverse engineered human craft, we call them ARVs or uh, alien reproduction vehicles or ATs, just advanced technology craft, those simulate uh, an ET craft pretty closely to look at it up close. But in terms of their maneuverability, how they come and go, and we've also created what's called stagecraft, 
to cause abductions of people. Now, why would that happen? Because they eventually want to sort of have a global militaristic totalitarian grip on, on the whole public about there being some alien invasion. It's like a bad Hollywood movie. But that's been the long-term defense plan uh, since the 1950s, about 70 years on now, uh, regarding the UFO issue. That's been why they've taken so much time curating and developing false flag operations such as abductions and mutilations and events like that, and, and even the murdering of innocent civilians in developing countries in Africa and South America. So that issue is, is the real crux of the problem. And I will tell your listeners, the biggest part of the secrecy is what I just said. And the next biggest is the fact we figured out how these things go. So we have a new film out, The Lost Century and How to Retrieve It, that unpacks 100 years of very exotic technologies that have been sequestered and kept secret because if they were released, there would be no need for oil, gas, coal, nuclear power, et cetera. Um, and so the, the interests that are maneuvering and, and manipulating this situation are extraordinarily powerful, have more assets and money than the entire U.S. government. I'll say that on the record and is an existential threat. But luckily, it, 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 the Senate is about a year and a half ahead of the House. And there are people we're working with there who fully understand this crisis. There are special projects going on at the Pentagon that I can't say more about that we're involved with who also understand this and are uh, making plans to correct the problem, and meaning that these illegal and rogue operations are going to have to be stood down. I love, I love the comments. They're my favorite. I saw someone in there, Clayton, just, please stop. You're losing your friends. Robert said, Clayton, you're losing your friends. Quick, stop. <laughs> No, uh, my friends. The joke's on you. We don't have any friends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the friends that I do have uh, are actually well informed on this subject. Uh, so they're they're they've read the books. They know the details. They uh, they are fully they're fully educated on this. So it just it cracks me up though because like so I'm like a super skeptical person, and I think you know that you know like and, oh, yeah. and like the, the where where I'm at on the UFO like the UAP is I don't know. And I'm waiting till I'm convinced, but I don't understand how people can be like, I don't believe this just right. right flat out. Yeah. You know, like, like, what are you basing that on? I just, I don't get it to me. And it's like, I'm extremely skeptical and I, I remain neutral on it. I mean, just to blanketly say it's all B. I like when I see those comments occasionally where it's just, someone just puts, it's all BS. Okay, great. Thank you for weighing in on that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having read all the hundreds of books that have been written on this subject and all of the people who've come forward and right. given testimony you and got witness this testimony. One. But you got it. Guy. We should have started with you. We should have started with you. Right. We're going to start with you next and time. And your definitive answer. Right. Yeah, it's all BS. Okay, well, we're here and we're curious, so let's go. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's see. Here's a question from uh, a $10 super chat from Harv Malloy. It says, if we've had our own reverse engineered UFOs since 1960 made by Operation Paperclip Nazis, why did Von Braun have to fake the moon landing, as you said in a story a few weeks ago? Um, I didn't say that. I was saying what the, what the Russian 
head of their space agency. Remember, I didn't say that. Oh, yeah, that was an amazing story. Yeah, the Russian head of their space agency was questioning and wanted answers about the landing site and so forth. I I didn't say that it was faked. Um, In fact, I think the evidence suggests that it was not faked and that all of the audio recordings and all all of it suggests that they were there and being watched the whole damn time. Uh, tryptamine nurse, uh, tryptamine nurse says, how much did this fake doctor pay to be on the show? Uh, we don't accept payments from any, any guests on our show. And he's a real doctor. He's an emergency room doctor. Um, he saved a lot of people's lives. Um, it's very easy. If you, if you think he's a fake doctor, you can actually reach out to the hospitals and speak to the emergency rooms where he's worked over the years. If you'd like on real people, another super chat from LSD one says we distrust West about the Ukraine, but not about UFO stuff. Hmm. Oh no, we're totally distressed. I've literally, there's literally maybe on one hand, I can count the people that I'm actually, that I trust on this subject. So I absolutely distrust We've Here, questioned motive and timing many times. Here's so the thing. I think most of the people in the Pentagon have no idea what's actually happening. So if you talk to like just a mid-level Pentagon person, they have no idea what's being done behind their backs. High, high levels of this. Um, absolutely well, distrustful of it. And I feel like the reason it's getting so much publicity now is because I believe that the Ukraine narrative is falling apart. The global war stuff is falling apart. We're running out of people that we can just indiscriminately bomb. So we have to find a new enemy and space is perfect for the blank check because nobody can verify it. So I feel like that's why it's getting publicity. That's why they're starting to roll things out because they need that blank check for uh, space wars. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's exactly what Dr. Greer just said, right? Yeah, exactly. And if people were, if people were paying attention to exactly what he just said and what I was asking him is that's the problem, right? They're going to try to make you scared of it. And they, he's like, you really need to be understanding that that's not, there's nothing to be scared of. That's how they're going to do that to raise money for the military industrial complex. Andy Taylor says, are there alien ladies? Hot. Let's party. Alien babes. Sure. There probably is. Have you ever seen guardians of the galaxy? Yeah, there are. Yeah. Or earth Earth girls are easy. That's something else. Another one. I mean, Uh, Riker, Riker would like a word with you because Riker knows all about that. That's right. That's right. Who's that? Number two. Oh. Um, uh, Big Woe 69 says, if you believe this crap, then I have a Bigfoot puppies to sell you. You do? I would love a Bigfoot puppy. That'd be adorbs. Lil Gothic says, Clayton has to have a huge bird. Gotta be huge. Okay. I think that's a... What? I don't know. But I I'll, think that's an innuendo for I'll, something. I'll take it. And someone else here talking about your balls. You guys, Clayton's anatomy is off limits. None of that. Tryptamine nurse says this guy's got brass balls. I don't know if you're talking about me or maybe David Grush, who's testifying. Maybe it's probably David Grush. Uh, Lytel says, don't fall for the deceit. UFOs and aliens are demons. Um, okay. I, you know, hey, I'm open to that, but I don't believe that that's the case. Uh, but okay. Um, Zyrell says, question, they are demons and not aliens, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, if you read if you read George Adamski's book on this, uh, that's not the case. Um, you you know, the saucers have landed. Read that book, but go ahead and read it. Um, da, 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 da. And finally, oh, just me. Thank you for your dollar super chat. And Andy Arve says, "You guys are the most respectful hosts, not only to your guests but to us as well." Thank you. Even though I'm extremely skeptical of the UFOs, I am grateful for you. Thank you, Andy. Thank All you. right, I and we just that. had a rumble rant from Steve yep. saying that they had seen two UFOs over some mountains in the summer, 
and he believes, and I believe you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. And I had another friend, a friend of the show, John, just sent, he's seen about seven UFOs, and he sent me video footage and photos of it, um, and he, he's caught them now multiple times on camera, uh, which is fascinating. So, and the videos are pretty compelling. Daylight shots of these silver craft hovering in midair, and then, then zipping off, like in midair. Um, so anyway... Well, that's another thing I don't get. It's like, why, why is everybody under the assumption that they're going to be demons and that they have to be warred upon, that they're going to be evil, they're going to be mean? Like, maybe they're peaceful. If we would give them a chance, like if we see a, a, a spacecraft flying over the country slowly, why do we just assume we got to shoot it out of the yeah, air? Yeah, let's it's not like shoot we, first. We shoot first. Yeah. yeah, that's what we do in America. We right. shoot first and ask questions yeah. later. And final, I have a rumble rant from the Herald. $5 rumble rant says, I've encountered these things. They are not from other planets. They are from below. I know others that this is gaslighting. There are demons for sure. My brother-in-law is a U.S. Air Force and they are demonic. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. If, if they were hostile, like, like argumentatively, if there are other beings here and they are hostile, they were hostile, we would know that already. Like what, what would they yeah. be waiting for? You know, Good point. Like, uh, I think that's just evidence of that. Like there, there would be no reason to wait. They're waiting for us to get more technical, technologically advanced before attacking. I, you know, what, what sense does that make? Yeah. yeah. You're listening to Just Right, broadcasting around the world and online. Redacted's Clayton and Natalie Morris have conducted some of the most down-the-rabbit-hole interviews and news stories regarding UFOs and aliens that you'll find anywhere. In fact, the image of an alien that accompanies today's Just Right broadcast online or via your email update is purported to be a real alien being interrogated by the U.S. military and was seen on Redacted's show of July 23rd wherein John Stewart, a former candidate for governor in the state of Illinois, was interviewed regarding his several years' work investigating the authenticity of the video. As to this year's June 12, 2023 Disclosure Project, I watched the entire event, also hosted by Stephen Greer, but if you haven't seen this event, there's a really fascinating part where you'll be able to see some of the best pictorial representations, not photos, but they look as good as photos, of various UFO vehicles in a series of side-by-side -side slides comparing the man-made vehicle on the left side of the screen with its original ET version on the right side. But upon looking at them and reflecting on how skeptics might react to them, even if they were photographs, it occurred to me that there was nothing about each individual spacecraft that was particularly alien, quote-unquote, looking, you know? There were craft of various shapes and sizes, but nothing in this day and age that would make any of them appear particularly remarkable. So as always, evidence alone does not make a case. Now finally, before our next break, I just thought of another similarity between the UFO issue and the other issues like COVID, vaccines, climate change, etc. And it is this. There has been no science, quote-unquote, offered on any of these issues at any time. In the UFO testimonies and other explanations, we get only theories, you know, about folding space, visualized in concrete terms by folding a piece of paper so that each end meets, and then an explanation that this is how we get from one point to another without having to traverse the distance between them. It's transdimensional, don't you know? Yet another parallel to the other transformative issues of the day. 
But of course, to science, it's always very complicated and technical, or even hidden and made secret for decades, as was the case with the COVID gene therapy vaccines. So, with gene therapies in mind, and just to mess with your mind, my personal answer to the opening question you're about to hear asked next is this. Because she was a gene therapist. Why would a professional assassin murder a therapist? Because as a therapist, she'd be privy to her client's deepest, darkest secrets. Secrets so explosive that simply hearing them ensured her demise. All right, what kind of secrets? Well, nuclear launch codes, that the moonwalk was a fake, that Roswell wasn't. Secret location of the cryogenically frozen body. Dark journalist with piercing analysis, darkjournalist.com. Thank you so much for joining us again. What now you've had time to digest those incredible hearings yesterday? What's your take? You know, uh, the hearings were really a disgrace when you consider the amount of knowledge that exists inside the secret government relating to this and how much they're just rolling this out now after the intelligence community, deep inside the, t the intelligence community around the UFO file, has been the most secret division in the entire government with the secrecy of the UFO file above the atomic bomb starting uh, in the 50s. So, you know, we're looking all the way back to this UFO secrecy, and they've just kept the entire development behind a wall of secrecy. Now, after all this development, they want to roll out a version, and what they're using is traditional UFO tropes, as it were, and they have uh, Grush out there really stumbling around with these phrases, not providing any data for us to look at, and any time a tough question comes up, this guy wants to run off to the skiff because he doesn't have a good answer for it. And God knows what he would say in the skiff. You know, they won't let me talk about it. In this case, the target is, oh, there's UAP, you know, which is a false name for UFOs, and that they're a threat. You know, from my point of view, the hearings were away, just like the hearings last year. Uh, the, the hearings last year didn't quite go as far as these hearings. These hearings went a little further by saying, oh, you know, we discovered biologics which you pointed out, doesn't mean anything. They didn't say, oh, we found an alien body and we have its DNA. They said, we found biologics. Um, so it's all very vague. And again, Grush, groomed by the Central Intelligence Agency, he's an intelligence uh, career intelligence officer directly from the NRO. He's the front man they put out there. You might notice that the two Navy pilots they put out there had credible testimony of their sightings, and that's as far as they went. This guy, he has everything. And the conversation goes directly to the breakaway idea because they need to break back in now. They've kept the technology off the books for 80 years. They've developed this in the background for God knows how long, really. Uh, many of those crashes I hear go, go way back to the 1920s. Now, uh, when you think about that level of development, what we have to remember is what they're actually referring to is X technology. It's a totally separate technology that's been developed. Whether you want to say that came from studying UFOs, reverse craft, or if that came out of the Tesla technology, it is a separate, completely different... And that's why it's called X-Files and all that. So why do you think Musk is obsessed with X and is calling everything he does X? Is, is he part of the X group who's supposed to then now bring us this? So you have a lot of threads that run directly into geopolitics from the UFO file. That's the actual secret. What they're doing is this stage show on top so you notice whenever they get around the UFO file or the JFK assassination records, there's a weird tension that uh, takes place. Well, a lot of that tension is because those core issues could actually demolish the deep state. 
Because if they have been keeping the UFO file secret, and if they've had that secret technology and siphoned off into a secret system of finance, this whole entire different civilization, well, you've got a really major problem. So having fluff UFO hearings for show and having the media go, oh, they might have biologics, uh, is really a way to diffuse that tension and get people to and move And that's what they do. And Tucker's a great guy, but he's, he's bought into this UFO thing because he had some of the whistleblowers reach out. They come. They seem very credible. He knows everything else is a lie. So he's saying, oh, these are the good guys. They're covering this up. Uh, we, we just came out of the Trump presidency, and I can tell you that Trump knows a great deal. Uh, as president, he knows a great deal about the UFO file. But going in, because of his uncle, John, uh, you know, Uncle John was the protege of Vannevar Bush who ran the UFO file. How much information does Uncle John have? And why does Trump, even now, when they're talking about prosecuting him in all these ridiculous trumped-up cases, when he gets out there and he starts talking out of the blue about Uncle John, you know, that's messaging to me on a very deep level. That's where the Mar-a-Lago raids go. You know, what kind of information does Absolutely. Trump well, I think the White Hats are Trump to a certain extent, RFK Jr. And I really analyzed this, and again, writing myself with the story because I'm in the middle of it. What was happening is I was being prepared without my knowing to, to help be one of the main lights to basically try to bring in this new system where they disclose it. And we go with and Trump's like, we're going to have high technology. There's all this suppressed technology. And then really just admit it's Space Force. It's not aliens. And I think the period that we're in now, they realized that um, they're at such a turning point that the ultimate card in their deck is the UFO threat. This is the danger of the situation currently and why the media uh, pumping into this whole fluff situation with Brush and all the rest of it. And how every time you see anything related to the UFO file that's part of the new narrative, it's all CIA people. You know, I can name the people, John Ramirez, Jim Semivan. These are all the people out there promoting it, creating the companies for UAP and everything. They're top-level CIA people, and they don't deny it. It may seem to the contrary, but it's important to remember that virtually all of the voices we feature today, and many others, who are all warning about a false flag UFO event, are nevertheless all very convinced that ET is real and ET vehicles are real. But as Stephen Greer kept stressing earlier on, these are very distinct and separate issues. Even one of David Icke's presentations reflected this duality in his July 27th stroke entitled, Yes, Aliens Exist, But Fake Alien Invasion Scam Building. So, it's a very strange paradox to see either side of the subject discussed in this light. And when Alex Jones suggested that Tucker Carlson has been misled by fake insider UFO information, it got me wondering what's so different between what each of them's been saying on the broader UFO phenomenon. I haven't heard anything really of significance, and I'm sure Tucker Carlson would likely concur with the possibility that a UFO false flag event could be brewing. But what I found really fascinating in the previous discussion was the concept of X-Technology, which has become another talking point on numerous blogcasts and other shows. If there's even an ounce of truth to the existence of such technology, I mean, you know, in the sense of its being able to replace all of our current sources of energy with quote-unquote free unlimited energy, and that's what they're talking about, well then I'm not even sure where to take that conversation at this point. And then there's Trump's Space Force. I recall my first reaction to his announcement forming Space Force 
in his first inauguration speech, and I and I thought it was kind of an unexpected anomaly to to the rest of his agenda. And since then, Space Force has been mentioned particularly frequently in the X-22 report, where David Nazipso regularly reports that Trump has been using Space Force to track all of the electronic ballots cast in the last election, and much, much more. And last, and also perhaps least, (laughs) I had hoped to be able to spend more time today on this emerging flat earth cult. Have Have you heard that? which has all the makings of another trans phenomenon. It's amazing what some people are saying about this, and also amazing who is saying it. But I'll have to save that discussion for a future show. And so, through all of the contradictory and varying narratives being heard on what we'll call the UFO file, here's what I think about where the truth is to be found. I think there's a little bit of truth in almost all of the narratives and a lot of truth in a handful of them. And remember, truth is never delivered to us on a silver platter. It has to be discerned. Even lies can reveal truths. So I haven't really changed my views on UFOs much at all since our last discussion back on May 25th, just right 8-12, alien to our experience, the UFO phenomenon. And if you haven't heard it yet, that show includes an interview between Viva Fry and UFO documentarian James Fox, as well as Tucker Carlson's discussion on UFOs, and who, like Matt Walsh at the top of today's show, expressed his frustration when he asked, how is this not a major story? (laughs) Well, I think now we know. Perhaps they've cried wolf a few too many times. So I thought we should close off today's show with a smile, and to that end I cite a meme that was forwarded to my attention by Danielle, which featured a photo of a UFO in a flying saucer shape and under which the caption read, quote, I wanted to believe, but then the government said they were real, end quote. Which at this stage perhaps says more about the UFO phenomenon than it does about UFOs and aliens themselves. So I hope we haven't alienated anyone from the conversation today, but we plan to land back on Earth again next week when you can join us on our continuing journey through the space that leads in the right direction. And until then, be right, stay right, do right, act right, think right, and be right back here. We'll see you then. Fade into color, color into black and white. Under the bedclothes, everything will be Aliens. <laughs> They're coming up with that now. Well, you know, aliens can be showing up any day now. <laughs> Nobody flinched. Nobody flinched. They shot down UFOs. If this was 15 years ago, we would think it's independent. Did you really shot down a UFO? Freaking out. They went on TV and said, we shut down UFOs. <laughs> People are like eating sandwiches going, oh my God, this guy is just... <laughs> and why'd you shoot it down? It was dangerous. How do you know that? Well, we don't. Because it was, we don't know what it was. I like the Chinese spy balloon better.
better hope aliens don't show up and say, take me to your leader. <laughs> gonna be an issue. <laughs> Do you have cue cords? 